Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. There's an awesome shrimp recipe from the Floribian that is really a celebration of everything St. Pete. Aesthetically, all of the senses are really represented. I'm Robin Sessingham, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and southern charm were all about food in Florida. A St. Petersburg city official wants residents to eat healthier, so she's giving them the recipes to do just that. Along the way, she's trying to help her town's restaurants and small businesses that are struggling because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Kanika Tomlin has a lot on her plate. She's the St. Petersburg Deputy Mayor and City Administrator, serving the city's 270,000 residents. On top of that, Tomlin recently published a cookbook, St. Pete Eats, is a collection of healthy recipes from some of the city's best-known chefs, including a few from Tomlin's own kitchen and one that pays tribute to her late husband, Terry Tomlin, who for years wrote a popular outdoors column for the Tampa Bay Times. The Zest Delia Cologne talked to Tomlin about what inspired her to write the cookbook, some of her favorite recipes, and St. Petersburg restaurants that should be on everyone's radar. I can't imagine writing a cookbook was in your job description. So why take this on? <laughs> why take this on on top of everything else? Well, because I do think it's very important to find as many ways as possible to connect with the people that we're so honored and privileged to serve. And uh, before I worked in City Hall, I was a healthcare executive uh, with Bayfront here in St. Pete. And healthcare is critically important uh, to me. It's a personal passion. And I wanted to make sure that I continued the impact of the work that I've been doing for some time. And so we created a program called Healthy St. Pete. And it's a community engagement and empowerment program that's designed to help our city create a culture of health and live, shop, eat, and play healthier. And the bottom line of it all is that we're trying to make the healthy choice the easy choice. And so in our eat area of impact, I've connected with lots of great chefs from around our city and great restaurants who help us tell the story of how to eat healthy and thought, wouldn't it be great to bring all of this talent together in a way that any of us could access and put these recipes down so that uh, we have them right in our fingertips. And uh, that's what we did. It is great. So let's talk about the cookbook. What's it called and what does it contain? Okay, it's called St. Pete Eats, a cookbook. And it is a compilation of recipes from chefs throughout our city and our community most of them are chefs with whom we've partnered already in our Healthy St. Pete program. They'd either been featured on our Healthy St. Pete Test Kitchen cooking show or uh, have helped us in some other programmatic aspect. And uh, some of them have added healthy 
items to their menus and their restaurants, or they've done cooking demonstrations. So many ways they've connected with our community. So we asked them all, we put out the call to these chefs. As you know, St. Pete is a foodie scene. It's a foodie destination. And uh, we sent the challenge to create a recipe that any of us could create that has health as a focus or top of mind that would help us create a four-part cookbook. So we have appetizers, soups, salads, and sandwiches, entrees, and cocktails. And I even have a few uh, recipes thrown in here for good measure. Oh, so these are original recipes. These are original recipes. Some of them are favorites from uh, their menus that may have been slightly altered to make them a little more health focused or they already were on the menu with the health focus. And some of them were created specifically for this book. We let the chefs uh, have free reign and really encourage them to just uh, create as however they felt inspired. What are a few standouts? What are some recipes that embody St. Pete? Ah, so I love all of them. They really are so creative. And it's amazing because the end product is world-class quality of a restaurant chef, but made right in your own kitchen. But a couple that I really love, uh, the Adventurer Grouper Sandwiches in here. And that was actually named after my husband who was an awesome adventurer who was the outdoors editor for the Tampa Bay Times for many years, Terry Tomlin. Um, I knew your husband. Over at USF St. Pete, they actually will, they cook day boat grouper, every day boat fresh grouper every day. Uh, And they have a great sandwich that they're known for throughout the state. So they included that recipe for us, which was a huge gift. I worked at the Times and I knew your husband and it just makes me smile hearing that. How about another recipe? There's an awesome shrimp recipe from the Floribian uh, that in, is really a celebration of everything St. Pete aesthetically. All of the senses are really represented. It smells so good when you cook it. It looks so pretty and it tastes amazing. I think it's like a sunshine dish, I call it. And it's called Tropical Tales and it's citrus poached gulf shrimp with Cilantro pistu with toasted tropical quinoa salad. And it's amazing. Mm, that sounds like yeah. you some, something you'd serve to company if, if anyone was having company anymore. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Or you could make it for two and it would be just as good, but it's so delicious. And the library has an awesome vegetarian chili that they also feature on their menu. Uh, Chef Rachel, so wonderful there. Rachel Bennett, she does... Um, such great work. She's a James Beard semifinalist. And um, it's awesome that we get the secrets of, you know, James Beard quality chefs in the book. This vegetarian chili is garnished with chopped cilantro and uh, has so many great aromas and flavors in it. And it's delicious. Mm. And then you mentioned that you have some recipes. What would you say is uh, the best dish that you contributed? Or maybe what would your kids say? (laughs) that's always the question so it's interesting because I'm so busy and I've just now gotten both the time and the courage to really cook with like my sleeves rolled up and and get right into the middle of it but for the book I I have a chicken salad that I really love to make I use Greek yogurt instead of mayo and I serve it on endive and um, it's inspired by one of my dear friends, Erin Abel, who uh, would often serve a dish like this whenever she would entertain. And I was like, oh, that's so fun and, and so light and really refreshing. 
And so it's an appetizer that's featured. And I've had a lot of people come up to me, actually, and say they bought the book and they made it and that they love it. It's one of their new favorites. Mm. So I go with the chicken salad. Mm, Nice. When did the book come out and why did you choose the timing that you chose? So the book came out right around July. Uh, it's funny, the the days and weeks and months kind of roll together now. But <laughs> we've been working on it for about a year, very meaningfully. And we were at a crossroads and we didn't know if the impacts of the coronavirus were such that we should hold off on the book's release or if it would be a great catalyst to show Uh, our concern and support for our restaurant industry and all of the special people who make it so awesome. And we decided the latter, um, that it could definitely be a way to celebrate our food scene and show support. So we decided to go ahead and release it. And all of the proceeds from the books actually go to support the restaurants that are featured, also to support the Fighting Chance Fund, which is a fund that we've established to help uh, local small businesses and employees who've been adversely impacted from coronavirus. I think it's a great time for a cookbook featuring restaurant quality recipes because everyone's cooking at home so much more. So I think your timing is perfect. Yes, we (laughs) knew that people were, and uh, right when when we were making the decision, You'll recall uh, that time when everything was closed. Uh, Restaurants just were not operating and people felt so disconnected from each other in the community. And we had the same thought that you have, you know, what a great connector this could be. And to give people the flavors that they've come to know and love, but in a safe way that they can experience them in their homes. Why, besides economically, why do restaurants matter to a community? Oh my gosh. Well, for so many reasons, you know, a community is just a big quilt, I believe, with many threads and multidimensional fabric that weaves it all together. And restaurants sit right at the center of that because it's a source of great social capital and tradition and convening. Um, it's a place that people go to celebrate or mourn or be together. And so our restaurants become extensions of our families and symbols and illustrations of our most uh, critical and amazing moments in life. And so we need our restaurants as a part of our culture. They're a, a staple in our culture and they help certainly in St. Pete, it's the case, help define who we are. It's also one of the most apparent ways that people are able to find and infuse diversity in their lives um, in meaningful ways. And we are so proud that in St. Pete, we have restaurants from across the world stage, uh, all very authentic to the various places that they represent. And um, we celebrate and value diversity. And so that plays a very important role here in St. Pete. Mm, It is so special. I lived in St. Pete when I first moved to Florida from Ohio. Now I live in a suburb that shall remain nameless. But one of the things I miss most (laughs) is just how authentic everything feels in St. Pete and walking around downtown, showing it off to visitors. That's really a gem, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, love St. Pete. You know, it's so interesting because it's a juxtaposition in that we have like 
small town southern coastal charm, but all the sophistication of any uh, major metropolis with our arts scene and our restaurants and our fantastic museums and so many different uh, layers of culture. It's really a very cool place. What are some under the radar restaurants in St. Pete that you think everyone should check out? Maybe the ones that don't always end up on the the best of the Bay lists. Oh, what a good question and a good challenge. I would encourage everyone to step outside of downtown and work your way west and uh, discover some food in the further reaches of our community. Uh, Alacia is an amazing restaurant um, in the west side of St. Pete that serves a Vietnamese-inspired fusion menu that uh, is among the best, best I've ever had. There are very a very cool Mexican restaurant called Chile Verde just expanded into a new location in South St. Pete, and it you will feel transported uh, to Mexico when you have their dishes. So good, home cooked flavor, great service, a really special experience. Left Bank Bistro is another awesome restaurant that really transports you to another place that um, may be a little bit off the beaten path, but worth every bit of uh, the work it takes to get there. So those are a few of my favorites that just immediately come to mind. Joelle's Deli is a great restaurant, Mazzaro's. I think that people know of it, but again, um, if people are visiting St. Pete, even from across the bridge, and they may always find themselves downtown and and focus mainly there, but there are so many wonderful discoveries in every corner of our community. Mm. I feel like I'm always craving Mazzaro's on a Sunday, and then I remember that they're closed on Sunday. I know. It's like, <laughs> oh, great. Right? Oh, we were going to take some <laughs> of our wait. Hillsborough County friends there, and it was on a Sunday. We just have to plan better. They're on that Chick-fil-A schedule, I yeah. guess. Um, and then finally, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and then finally, um, just as a food podcast, we're always looking for what we're not seeing. And you've got your boots on the ground every day in St. Pete. So what food stories do you feel like aren't being told? What food stories aren't being told? Well, in St. Pete, we work hard to kind of uh, make sure we're shaking every branch of the tree, even the ones way up high and hard to reach. I think the innovations and adaptations that are coming around COVID, we're seeing a lot of food trucks, for instance, team up with um, breweries so that they meet the criteria to be able to continue to serve. And so you can find some of your favorite food trucks uh, teamed up, for instance, with like Three Daughters Brewery and great live music. And it's just taking our our whole entertainment scene and dining scene to a new level. I'm excited by that and I look forward to seeing some of these new food trucks that um, we're seeing permitted and that are on the horizon. Mm, that does sound fun. Well, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else we didn't discuss about the cookbook or the St. Pete food scene that you want everyone to know? No, I just encourage everyone to eat well and eat often. And we can always accommodate that over here in St. Pete. And we've had such a great response about the book. I think that um, there's so much room for it to grow. So stay tuned. This time next year, we might be talking about a part two. <laughs> Volume two. <laughs> Volume two. That would be great. Well, Dr. Tomlin, thank you so much for your time. 
Thank you. That was Kanika Tomlin, Deputy Mayor and City Administrator of St. Petersburg, speaking with Delia Cologne. For a list of retail locations where you can purchase the St. Pete Eats cookbook, visit thezestpodcast.com for a link. I'm Robin Sussingham. Delia Cologne and I produce The Zest with help from Cheyenne Jaglal and Mark Hayes. Copyright 2020, WUSF Public Media, University of South Florida.